This is The House Call. Welcome to The House Call Podcast. We're back. We're back. You may notice that I do not sound like Brandon. That's because I am not Brandon. Um, He got in a fight with a snake. And I will just say this. He's in the hospital. He's doing better. Our thoughts and prayers are with him. But the snake is doing much worse. All right? <laughs> the snake, so. Uh, so he got the better of him. Uh, but so we'll look forward to seeing Brandon back next week. Until then, I'm filling in. And we're going to jump right into it. We got a lot of great games this week. So let's start with Thursday, which is actually tomorrow. Shoo we. Uh, we have the Saints and the Cardinals. And we'll start with you, Elliot. I got the Saints here. Um, I think James and Kyler are both in my mind quarterbacks who have like the potential to play really well and also the potential to just throw it all away and throw like four interceptions and lose the game. Um, but this week, I think I'm going to bet on uh, Jameis to pull through. Um, I don't know. I just think like, especially the Cardinals playing against the Raiders, right? Like they were down a lot and they really had a lot of things go their way to come back, um, which speaks to their like Kyler's resilience, like mental resilience and all that stuff. Um, but I would still pick the Saints. I think James is going to get it done. It's, there's too many moving parts with the Cardinals right now. They're losing a wide receiver. Now they're getting Robbie Anderson. We don't know how that whole sequence is going to happen to, to go about. That's why I'm kind of siding with Elliot. I'm going to go with the Saints too. Although Kyler Murray is a better quarterback, <laughs> Jameis Winston is literally the definition of Jekyll and Hyde. You can either get really good Jameis or really bad Jameis. We're kind of banking it's going to be Really good, Jameis, which would be probably about 200 yards. Uh, I'm really, I have a lot of faith in Nava Kamara, and that's probably why I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with them, as well as having Taysom Hill in the backfield. But what is your thoughts, Ernesto? Sorry, uh, I think the Saints are gonna win. I think they showed a lot of resiliency, even with Andy Dalton behind center against uh, who was it, the Bengals this past weekend. Uh, Cardinals are just too inconsistent for my liking. Um, even with the Robbie Anderson trade, I don't think they're going to do much different. He's just basically filling in for Marquise Brown. I got the Saints. I trust their defense a lot more, and I trust what they could do on the offensive side a lot more as well. Yep. I uh, I can only second what you all have said. I also have the Saints uh, for this one. So moving on, we have the Falcons and the Bengals. I don't think this is much of a conversation. I'm going to go with the Bengals. I think they're starting to figure it out. Jamar Chase had a pretty decent game last game. Daryl Burrow is starting to release the football a lot quicker. I think that this is a team that's going to finally start going being better. I think they're starting to find their footing. They just need a little bit of confidence booster, and it was last week. But what's your thoughts, Elliot? I don't know. The, I actually picked the Falcons for this one. They, they beat the 49ers 28-14. I mean, that's no joke of a team. That, I don't know. That's a pretty good win, I thought. Um, I don't know. I just think, like, Maybe Mariota's finally starting to figure it out under center. Maybe we'll see more of Kyle Pitts. Um, I don't know. I, just, I, I like the Falcons this week. Full really? upset. Really? I thought this was going to be unanimous. Uh, I'm going with the Bengals. Uh, I do agree with Elliot that this could be an upset of the week type of watch because the Falcons are a very gritty team, especially with Mariota, honestly, taking charge and taking the team. But I think the Bengals have figured it out. I think they're going to just keep thriving and getting better from there so i got the news and before going into the season 
we looked at the Atlanta Falcons. We didn't think that they were going to be anything but a top five pick. Week one, it was a week one against the Atlanta Falcons. They they almost won that game. And there was many other games after that that, like, I, I don't know whoever the head coach is. I forget who it is. He's doing a phenomenal job because this team realistically could be a playoff team if they don't just jump into their own. And if Arthur Blank learns to just stay in the press box where he belongs. They have the division for it. All I got to do is beat out the Saints and the Panthers. Sneak in a wild card. Not much. Absolutely. All right, moving on to the Lions against the Cowboys. I'm not. I'm not really a fan of Rush. I, I thought his the Cinderella story. I I, actually I think put my Dak's foot in my back. Mouth. Actually, Dak is yeah. playing this yep. week. This will be his I, first I, week back. Yeah, I still don't care. Like it doesn't matter to me. I'm gonna <laughs> pick the Lions. This is gonna be my upset of the week because I just think that the Lions. I they're a very tricky team. They can, and I think they're going to put up the points. I get the the Cowboys defense is great and all, but Dak Prescott's going to be testing out that finger. And I get this is kind of shot in the dark because that that Lions defense is really freaking bad. But I just think that offense for the Lions is just really good. Uh, I think this is going to be a game where people are not going to expect the Lions to win because of all the injuries and all the problems that are having. But I think Jared Goff is having a pretty decent season, and it's just that he ran into a defense like the Patriots who just have been beating up on pretty much everybody. Yeah, I actually also picked the Lions. Um, yeah, for about the same reasons. So we're on the same page there. Uh, yeah, I just, I I never really had a lot of faith in Dak. I like Cooper Rush, but I mean, honestly, it was kind of more of a joke of like, ah, he's 4-0, he's 5-0, whatever. Um I, I do think Dak's we all kind of wanted him to win. We all kind of yeah. wanted him yeah, to win because I mean, Dak, Dak's a little full of himself. Yeah. A little full of himself. And it would have been hilarious if some nobody came in and like just benched the $250, $200 million quarterback or whatever. You know, I mean, it would have been fun. would have been a nice underdog story. But I don't think his play ever actually justified that he deserved the starting role. Um, but that being said, I didn't really have a lot of faith in Dak anyway. Not to mention he's coming off an injury. Not to mention this is his first week back. Um, I just, I don't see them... I don't see them being dominant. And um, I think against a Lions offense, you kind of have to be dominant. So I think the Lions might eke one out here. Um, I agree with both of you. I got the Lions winning as well. I don't trust the Cowboys. Uh, Lions surprisingly have probably the number one scoring offense, not against the Patriots because we kind of whooped that ass. But they are relatively a team that could easily have been, what is it, 4-1, and 5-1, one, and one, went into their bye week. Uh, because they've been in a lot of close games. Like, they had winnable games. They just shoot themselves in the foot with their defense being so dog shit. But Dak coming back, injured finger. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Cooper Rush showed all his flaws last week, clearly against the Eagles. Uh, was boxed up. Nothing much going on there. The run game isn't good with Ezekiel Elliott either. Tony Pollard is definitely going to take over that backfield very, very soon. But the Lions are winning this game 100%. So even with them as underdogs, all four of us are picking the Lions. And I'm just going to add one other thing. Let's remember the Lions haven't played since October 9th. So they're coming off a lot more rest and a lot more preparation. Whereas I think the Cowboys, they're pissed off. I yeah. think they're going to be pissed off. Jamal Williams, that's a man to rally behind. Just like he, how much passion he has for the game. And I think that the 29 to nothing thing, he's going to rally them. I think they're going to finish... This might be a shot in the dark. They could finish second in their division. I'm not really. I have no faith in the Packers. I have zero. I I did before because that defense was good. But if your offense ain't converting points, that defense is on the field a lot more and just gets exposed. 
Yeah, that that second place would be tough though, because as much as I agree with you, that I don't. I oh don't yeah, have it's a shot in the dark. It's like the darkest yeah. of dark horse predictions. But I'm yeah, saying yeah. that like it based off what we've seen, like that they almost lost to a Bailey Zappi, and, and that was when right. Bailey Zappi was still trying to figure it out. Yeah, I guess my thing is just the Packers could miss the playoffs and still pull second in the division. So you know, I don't know. Just not very competitive. All right, well, we're going to move on now to the Colts against the Titans. What is the Colts? Because, like, at, at what, this is a team that's like, I don't know. This is the most just weirdest team. I know that the Titans can figure it out. If, if Derrick Henry's running the football good, that's who they are. That's their identity. The Colts, who, what is their identity? Are they a run team? Are they a pass team? The, from each week, it changes. That's why I'm going to go with the team that has the identity. They just had to f- kind of get it back. It's the Titans. I think Derrick Henry runs all over that defense. You don't have the workhorse in the backfield for the Colts to be able to control that line of scrimmage. I don't know if uh, – actually, I don't care. I don't care if he's running or not. I still go with the Titans. Yeah, um, that's true. This Colts team has been pretty volatile, I think. Um, they took a pretty rough loss to – the Jaguars, which as, as much as they've been better this year, that's still a pretty terrible loss to take. Um, but they also were the Chiefs' only other loss besides the Bills. So, and the Chiefs, even though, you know, we're talking about that division being more competitive this year, the Chiefs are still pretty much looking like the same old, even without Tyree. Um, so the fact the Colts were able to knock them off, that was pretty impressive. Um, so I have them this week. Um, I don't know. I think just Derrick Henry just isn't what he used to be. He's still a great running back, but he's not an elite running back anymore. Um, and I never really loved Ryan Tannehill. Um, yeah, so I, I just think I think the Colts will get this one. I agree with both of y'all. I think the Colts are winning. I don't think the Titans have the necessary pieces to even compete in the South. I mean, shit. I could even put the Texans above them at times. But Davis knows his dog shit. That's a topic for another day. Um, I think the Colts are a team that is still trying to find themselves, as Rob said, because uh, don't, they don't have an identity. You know, Jonathan Taylor, I think, being hurt. I don't know if he's coming back this week. I need to fact check that. But Matt Ryan last week shot out. You know, they were down in Jacksonville, and he came back and threw for about over 300 yards and three touchdowns and a throw pick. Michael Pittman looks good. Uh, that kid, uh, Pierce, looks really good, too, that rookie that they drafted. So if I have to go down and I, and I have to pick between Ryan Tannehill or Matt Ryan, I'm going to take Matt Ryan. More seasoned, been there, done that. And honestly, with I think Shaquille Leonard might come back this week. I believe they activated him. I'm not 100% sure. Don't quote me on that. Uh, I think I'll, I'll take the definitely take the Colts above the Titans. Rob mentioned the Colts don't really know who they are right now, and I feel like Matt Ryan doesn't really know who he is right now because week three, he had an amazing performance against the Colts. It was great. It was old Matt Ryan. And then after that, in the next two games, he threw two touchdowns for three interceptions, like 150 yards a game, even with all his passing attempts. And even the win was a 12-9 win over Denver, which was literally the most boring game I've ever watched in my life. It was an offensive just meltdown. So the last time the Colts had a great win, he plummeted for about three weeks. Now he had another great win. I cannot trust Matt Ryan right now. 
the Titans, not only all the things we've mentioned that they're a solid team, they've been a solid team since Mike Bravel came in. Vrabel, excuse me. So not only that, they're also coming off of a bye week and have had an advantage in prep time over the Colts. So I, I, I'm taking the Titans on this one personally. But moving on to another game of questionable offenses, we have the Packers and the Commanders. What a tricky freaking game because, like, both – the, the commanders showed me a little something. Like, they can get to the quarterback. They showed me it against the Bears. They, I mean, they gave a couple layups to the Bears that they should have taken. But um, I'm going to go with the Packers. I There's got to be some point in time that, like, I'm going to hit on this pick. That the Packers, I started picking them recently. Like, this is so weird. You got an MVP, and he just does, he looks not like an MVP. Um Goes to show you Brady makes guys look a lot better, but let's that's another day for another topic. Uh, I do expect them to try to make trades eventually, but I'm going to go with the Packers. Yeah, I have to think that at some point we're going to see a glimpse of what the Packers were last season, right? Or the season before. Like, it's been kind of ridiculous how bad Aaron Rodgers and his team has looked this year. Um, so I want to say this is slam dunk Packers. The commanders are awful. It's just going to be Packers all the way. It's but definitely not a slam dunk. It's not. Yeah, it really could be competitive. I've never, um, I never thought I would say that. Yeah, but yeah, as much as I have my doubts, I still got to go with the Packers because there's got to be some teams they can beat. I'm going with my boy Taylor Heineke. Uh, I got the Commanders winning. I think Heineke is definitely gonna. He may not be the best quarterback, but he's probably the one of the better backups in the league. He's someone that can go out there and win you a few games. Uh, we talked about it yesterday on the podcast, how high I am with Heineke, especially because he loves to include Terry McLaurin in the offense. And I think Terry McLaurin's going to have a big, big <laughs> game tomorrow. Uh, not tomorrow, sorry, Sunday. Uh, the Packers, I said it yesterday as well. Who is Rodgers throwing to? Like, his receivers do not create any separation at all. None. Um, and the defense, yes, it's good and all that good stuff. I think Brian Robinson is going to keep getting better behind that offensive line. That is a pretty good offensive line. I think the team is better than the record shows, but quarterback play has been holding them back. Uh, but I got the commanders because, honestly, I've lost all faith in the Packers until they sign or trade for a wide receiver, which is something I've been preaching for a week, a few weeks now. I agree with you, Ernesto, on that they need a wide receiver. And you have Randall Cobb, who's now out for multiple weeks. And that's arguably, even if not the most targeted, he's the most dependable receiver that Rodgers had. So there's a lot of concerns there. I don't know why they didn't trade for Robbie Anderson. You look at the compensation that Arizona gave the Panthers. Like, don't tell me the Packers can't afford that to bring in Robbie Anderson when it's that deep of a need. However, so I agree about Taylor Heineke. I think it might actually be an upgrade from Carson Wentz, the way he's been playing. But I still do not trust this commander's team. And like Rob said, one of these days, I'm just going to keep picking the Packers every week, and one of these days they're actually going to win. All right, uh, moving on to the Buccaneers and the Panthers. Don't bet against Brady. Panthers suck. Like that's... Uh, yeah, I, yeah, that it's simple. I, I know it's it should be simple, but at this point, that's, they that's lost true. The I, that's true. God damn, who's quarterback for the Steelers? Who is the quarterback for the Steelers? It was Kenny Pickett, it would have been and then simple. Mitch Trubisky oh came in at the end. So, but then again, I will say this: you got Mike Tomlin versus I don't know who the f I, I, insert insert per Tom Bowles. Exactly, whatever. 
Yeah, I'm talking about who the who the who the Steelers are at, at coach versus who the Panthers have. Which, by the way, like how they handle oh. that's another day. But yeah, I'm gonna go with TB12 and uh, the Bucks. Um, this is gonna be a short one. It's the Buccaneers. One team's rebuilding. One team's a contender. It, it, Buccaneers are winning. Yeah, uh, Elliot. Did you, yeah, so we're all we're all Buccaneers. Moving on. <laughs> uh, the Giants and the Jaguars. The Jaguars aren't a fucking team, and I've said it from the beginning, and I'll keep riding that damn soapbox. Trevor Lawrence. I don't, look. Weren't you guys on the high horse about this guy? Wasn't, didn't I tell you this man is averaging 200 yards and a touchdown a game, and also an interception a game in the last three games in his losses. <clears throat> He finally put. He finally starting to verse some hard teams, and he's not. He's not performing. Are you guys off that train now? Or are you gonna? Are you gonna start coming to the dark side where I'm at right now and tell me that this guy is not a good quarterback? Or are you gonna keep riding that high and thinking this guy, because of his uh, talent, is a good quarterback? I, I look, for what I've seen, his decision making is shite. His throw, his accuracy is kind of shite. <clears throat> He just remind like him and Justin Fields kind of lump them in the same kind of space. Justin Fields are worse a version of him, but like just about every I, I don't want to hear nothing about how he's not good. He's got a good coach now. He's got a great offensive cast of talent, and yet he's still not performing. I don't want to hear it no more. And he's got a good running back court too. So what will be excused this week? I, I've never said Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback. I've always uh, thought it, it, Maybe it's not this cast, but I, it, <laughs> fucking Nick, and I, I think it might have been Brandon. My you know fucking what? God, hyping this, kid, hyping this guy up. He is fucking awful. I, I only think the Jaguars as a team have gotten better. Um, by the way, that's not much of an accomplishment given their season last year. Um, but, yeah, no, I, any quarterback who openly says that he's not really emotionally invested in the game of football is not a good quarterback in my mind. I mean, that was, like, atrocious. And his play isn't much better, let's be real. Start, so, start stacking up your head and shoulders money, motherfucker, because you're going to be out of a job in about a week or two. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, no, the Giants, they're, uh, they're on the high right now. Like, 5-1 is pretty ridiculous. Brian Dable, that is coach of the year right now. That man yeah. is you cannot tell me that like this man has performed fucking miracles how the, the only difference is that he's coach pretty much the same team he comes in and they're what five, five and one that's yep. unheard of it's great the, 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 it look man they were in the versus the eagles you cannot definitively tell me that the eagles will beat them it's true i agree uh i agree with both of you the giants are oh, uh, and I've been preaching it in, in our group chat for the last few week that I've been in it, saying Brian Dable is going to be coach of the year because the way he's turned around this team with the whole wide receiver uh, situation going on and all that stuff. Uh, their defense is surprisingly one of the best defenses in the league. Um, you know, he, Daniel Jones is limiting turnovers. Trevor Lawrence has shown some flashes, but he's... He's not the best quarterback that was drafted in that draft. Ernest, I, I, I don't think it's so much that the defense was bad, but when you're turning over the ball, I mean, look at the sequence that happened before Brady arrives at the Bucks. They had 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. All you need is a mm -hmm. guy to go there, and for their case, it was a coach. For for the, the Bucks, it was Brady, who would not turn over the ball. Look, I tell people all the time, 
you can't the reason why like teams are not good is because you got guys that'll turn off the ball like crazy the defense can't perform if you're constantly having them on the field the numbers are just gonna you're gonna gas the defense and then the, the numbers are gonna get significantly worse he goes there he is the qb whisperer all of a sudden daniel jones looks like a brand new quarterback their their offense pretty much is saquon barkley and they look like night and day all right, here's what yeah. I'm going to say about this. Yes, Brian DeBall has done a very good job for the Giants. They're 5-1. and one. But I'm not sold on him. I'm not, you know, yeah, it's still early. his praises six games into the season. Because if you look at this record, you look at the games that they played. 21-20, 19-16, to 23-16, that one was a loss, 20-12, 27-22, 24 to 20. So every single win they've had, they were one play away from it being a loss. A so dub look, is a dub, Thomas. So look, look, I'll give him that. Five and one, he's done a good job. If he was one and five, no one was, would be saying he should be coach of the year. So these have True. been close, close games. We haven't seen the Giants blow a team out yet. So, but, but, but can you say this though? Then that would then that would point to his clock management. That would point to his game play, game plan management. That's just that further emphasize that maybe that needed somebody in his, that, that spot to be the guy that says, okay, let's push this button this time. Let's push the button this time. They, look, they, well, absolutely, I, but that's, this is six games into the season. That's my point. So it's true. Yeah. Agree, I'm not – I would I'm say he's certainly the favorite this, right now, though. I hear, I hear yeah. you. Yeah, right now he's the favorite, but can he keep this up? You know, can he continue to win games for the rest of the season? Because what if – like I said, if they were one and five, nobody would be saying Brian Dayball should be coach of the year. If it was one play different, one missed field goal, etc. So we, we need to see more of him, which we will. And I think this Jaguars game is going to be close because every single game they've played so far has been close. But I do give the Giants the win as well. I think that we're not we're not arguing Giants are Super Bowl contenders right now. We're just saying they should win against the Jaguars. So I, I just think I, I agree with what you're saying in a general sense, but on uh, the context of this game, I think five and one is five and one. So, all right. At that, we're going to now switch to a word from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Sundays are a ritual in my house. One important part of that routine is drinking liquid IV. I love staying hydrated and liquid IV makes that so easy, especially when I have 12 hours of enjoying football ahead of me. There's so many delicious flavors. My personal favorite is passion fruit. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster than just water alone. Get 25% off and free shipping when you go to liquidiv.com and use code the underscore house underscore call underscore podcast at checkout. Experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com and remember to use the code the underscore house underscore call underscore podcast or click the link in the bio. Our next matchup is the Browns against the Ravens. I don't know if you guys feel the way I feel. I'm not really feel I, this Browns team kind of got exposed. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I, I think look, man, I, that defense kind of they got to figure it out eventually. I think they're getting tired of getting slapped around. I think this will be the game. And I don't really – the Browns really don't do anything for me. Jacoby Brissett was just, like, really, like – he was bad last game. He looked – he had glimpses of being good, and then he just looked really bad. Um, and I think if any team could ch- – it's very hard to mirror what the Patriots did because that defense for the Patriots is – I think they're top three. 
But I think the Ravens at least have the template to get from this point moving forward. Yeah, definitely. Um, as much as I like the Brownies, uh, I think Lamar Jackson comes in here and he runs all over him, and this will be probably a, a blowout win, I'd guess. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like you said, the, they came off a blowout against the Patriots. I just, yeah, I, I just don't see the, I don't see them come back to beat a team like the Ravens. Um, I think we did a good job, honestly. The Patriots did a pretty good job of holding the Ravens to like lower points and keeping it competitive. <clears throat> Obviously, they didn't they didn't win, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I can't see the Browns overcome them here. Mm, I'm torn on this game a bit, but I did pick the Ravens, and I'm gonna stay with the Ravens. I think. I gotta hear. I gotta hear why you think you're torn between this, man. Yeah, because the Ravens' defense hasn't done much, and uh, Joe yeah. made a good point yesterday. Running the football wins you games and controlling time of possession. Yeah. If the Ravens' defense ends up being shit how they've been and Nick Chubb gets going they're going to control the time of possession and Brissett can how, make those throws Nick how, Chubb's one guy however Kareem you have, too, though. You, yeah but however Lamar Jackson's both those guys combined and then you added Deshaun no Jackson Deshaun Jackson just got added did he not 35 year old receiver that I don't care you, they're gonna send that fucker on streaks all day and that's all they need him to do uh look what I see the thing is this you load the box and that'll be at the end of it the the Baltimore defense is not as bad as people think they are they just start up fast and they end slow they get beat up in the second half if if they come out to a 14 to 17 point lead which they have tendencies of doing I can't, I can't, so that would force Brissett to become a, a, a passer. And I can't tell, there's not a guy, I don't think he can do it. I don't think he can bring back a team down 17. I, I Look, if you, especially if you're going to have to run the ball to be uh, effective, Amari Cooper was getting locked down by Jack Jones and Marcus Jones. So, uh, look, if they could just take that tempo of that game, I can't see the, the Browns are going to be able to keep up with them. Yeah, 100% agree. All right, moving on to the next game, the Jets and the Broncos. Oh, my God. Are we looking at Russell Wilson or Russell Westbrook? Because I don't – if you tell me to close my eyes and squint, I can't tell the difference because uh, I think he's washed, for one. I don't think he was that good of a quarterback. I think he got – he was. It was all Pete Carroll, and it's been proven. It's being proven now. Uh, I maybe I might be a little bit uh, going overboard, but when you look at Geno Smith, you kind of close your eyes and you just hear the hear that he, he this person's making these throws. You probably would think that's Russell Wilson in in the Seahawks jersey, and if you would watch it with uh, drunk goggles, you would think that that's Russell M Wilson making the throws. I think that. Pete Carroll kind of covered up a lot of the, I guess, the deficiencies that were in Russell Wilson's game, and now it's being exposed. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I don't know what happened to Russ. He went from being this, like this really good quarterback, really cool guy. Now he's like lost both of those. Like, this guy's making ads that are like cringiest, the cringiest fuck. thing I've ever seen. You see a Subway ad? I mean, it's nightmare fuel. Um, spicy. Spicy. <laughs> That's how he says it. Spicy. 
Yeah. Uh, fucking cringe my, fest. Jesus Christ. I got the Jets winning this one. Uh, I think Robert Saleh has been another coach of the year candidate. I haven't seen enough to really go off of it. Kind of like the Giants situation. That. But I got the Jets. I think they control time of possession really well, especially with Brees Hall. They're just jamming Brees Hall. Like, they're just straight up running down your, your fucking throat. I'm at this point uh, where like I would pick anybody other than the Broncos. I would pick anybody other than the Broncos. What he has like three touchdowns through six games, don't he? He's like he looks yeah. He looks he awful. Looks, yeah. Awful. You're getting shown up by a guy that was like he was supposed to be very bad. And I, now I realize it was just because he played for the Giants and the Jets. Now, guys, the Giants and the Jets of old, when they were yeah. the losingest franchises in the last 10 years. Not the, the current one. That looks They look pretty good. I, I'll give the Giants a little bit of a nod then more than I will go to the Jets. But let's stop letting Russ cook because he might he's, he might be making something for 7-Eleven at this point. He ain't cooking hibachi. It's it's more like he's serving up the tuna roll in a, at a gas station near you. Might not even be that good. No, it, it, it's something else. It's like, that's like gas station. No, not even gas. I, whatever. And I would add, it's not just Wilson that's the problem. You look at this offensive line, which is, I would say, the most comically undisciplined offensive line I've ever seen. It's, it's terrible. I mean, they're the most penalized team in the league. I was just watching the game on Monday, and the first play of the game, the literal first play of the game was a holding penalty. Two plays go by, and they have another holding penalty. So not only that, they gave up so many sacks. You look at third down conversions. The Broncos had three completed passes on third down, and they had four sacks allowed. There were more sacks than completed passes. The last one was on a third and six when the game was tied. Nobody even blocked the defender. He literally just ran in and sacked Russell Wilson. So I'm not I'm not taking it off of Russell Wilson because he needs to do a better job leading that offense. But it's not just him. This, this whole it's just a mess. And why, it's mostly him. It's mostly why, yeah. no. It's the coaching as well. Why oh, he's fucking terrible Melvin too. But I need nowhere. to speak on that because Russell Wilson said something when he was with the Seahawks that he needs better protection. You left the Seahawks because they had a shit O line to go to a team that has a shit O-line. You're yeah. still doing the same thing you did with the Seahawks that you did here. The only difference is you had DK Metcalf bailing your sorry ass out in fucking Seattle. Because I, I here, know. you're fucking running for your life every possession. And I like Jerry Duty and I like Portland Sutton, but he, Russell Wilson is just, he freezes when the pocket collapses. Yeah. He can't get rid of the ball. He can't get rid of the ball. That's what, what Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, what they're so good at doing is just throw it away. He just holds on to it. I, you have the speed to escape the pocket. Just throw it to the fucking sideline. You're not going to get an intentional grounding because once you escape the pocket, you're good. Yeah. All right. Like uh, from an inter interesting one to maybe less so, we have the uh, Texans and the Raiders. What do you all have on that one? Raiders. We can move on. Not I, I'm gonna pick the Raiders. I'm gonna pick the Raiders, but somehow Josh McDaniel's gonna find a way to fuck this up, and I'm gonna be pissed off at the world. You are this... terrible, Josh McDaniels. You are fucking awful. I don't think there's a bigger Josh McDaniels hater in the world than Rob. It's not being I... a hater. He's fucking terrible. <laughs> the awkward you... thing 
Is you it, run is, a Patriots page and you post every Raiders loss like, haha, McDaniels. It's so funny. The awkward Tell me thing, I'm wrong, though. I hate to say it, and it's a little off, uh, little off subject, but if Josh McDaniels is fired at the end of this year, does no, he have a no. job in New England? Oh, absolutely. No. Come back no, I was just going to walk him with open we, arms. That's, that's do we keep happen. Patricia? That's the question. Do we keep Patricia? Look how Bill's well we're done doing. it so much. Yeah. Look Bill's done well. it so much. Stop it, Ernesto. You're fa- you're freaking putting that in the atmosphere. That I don't need that. I need He's to go be up OC to, in four years. Uh, in freaking New England. I'm going to go outside New England. I'm going to draw a fucking circle with goat blood and just like ha- stand at the gates and with the garlic and a freaking cross and be like trying to chase him fucking away. Don't <laughs> enter the fucking right. building. And like some fake fangs or some shit. Anything to get him to stay the fuck away from New England. Please, for the love of God, your predictable offense and your inability to coach effectively, stay the fuck away. You Third can down. maybe a water Third boy. Third and 15 even screen you, pass. Even if he were to be a fucking water boy, he'd find a way to spike it with fucking vodka. All right. And <laughs> as Bill Belichick would say it, uh, we are now on to Los Angeles. So we have the Seahawks and the Chargers. What do you all have on this one? This is a tough one. This really is a tough one because the Chargers, they don't, I mean, they were struggling last game and and it's not even against a good opponent, Uh, but I'm somehow going to pick them. Uh, I just think that like, I, the Seahawks are riding a high. I just think that like, I don't know how you stop Russell, uh, Russell Wilson, Jesus Christ. I don't know how you saw Justin Herbert, and I, th- I think that Mike Williams had a really off game. I almost lost to <laughs> to Elliott if he didn't have, like, two catches. Yeah, I, I saw that. I was like, you beat me by he two points. Me, he got me 1.8 points, I think it was. Yeah. I was up by, like, point Thank eight. you, he Mike. Got it was Thank like, you, Mike. Man. Patrick Sertain put that man in a blanket, and <laughs> literally the – thinnest of margins i won by but yeah. i think that it's a it's a i don't think patch i don't think you have anybody on the seahawks offense i get it, the rookie that i forget his name that's doing pretty damn well but this is mike williams i think he's gonna be that offense that offensive juggernaut for herbert i think he's gonna play better this week i might be wrong because i thought he would have a decent game against the, the broncos but i'm gonna go with the chargers yeah uh, so i'm i'd actually disagree with you um I, my problem with the Chargers in general is we keep hearing like Justin Herbert and the Chargers and they're portraying the media like they're right up there with the Chiefs and the Bills, but that just hasn't oh, been the I'm case. Not, I'm not doing I, I know, I know you're that. not. I'm I know not you're not. That. But just like the analysts usually I feel like are saying like, oh, you know, like the great young quarterbacks, Patrick Holmes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. And it's like the Chargers really though aren't that great of a team. Like I, I want them to be like in my head, my, my brain like thinks they're like one of the top contending teams. They're really not. Um, there's like you said, they're struggling to beat bad teams. Um, so I think Geno Smith, the way he's been playing, I think he's gonna be able to push through and get a win. It's the Chiefs and the backup dancers. That's what it is right now. Like we thought yeah, this true. division was that we thought this division was going to be special. It is far from that. Yeah, terrible. I got the Chargers. Uh, I don't think it's close. I think Mike Williams has a resurgence game. Um, he posted like two straight hundred plus games, and then Pat Sertan decided, hey yo. Uh, fuck you, buddy. I'm going to shut you down. But I think the Chargers offense is going to have a good day. Uh, it could be a shootout. Um, now, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a shootout, honestly. 
And Rob doesn't think so, but Geno Smith <laughs> has been something else. You know, no I'm one thought the Seahawks were going to be as good as they are. You I'm know, no one thought the Seahawks were going to be as good as they are, but they're Seahawks are pulling some stuff out of their ass that I, for one, didn't think. I thought they were going to be like a three top five pick, honestly. Yeah, right we all along did. those lines. I remember week one. I don't remember who the Seahawks were up against, but we went. It was one of those games Broncos, where we went around. Broncos. It was the Broncos. Yeah, it was the Broncos. Yeah. And we were all like, ah, Broncos, moving on. Moving yeah. on, next game. And <laughs> how Pete Carroll has proven us wrong. Geno Smith, we can argue about just how good of a season he's having, but I'll, I'll put it this way. He is in the top half of quarterbacks in the NFL right now. He's phenomenal. And that That's amazing to me. But it's still I, the first half of the season, so yep. true. And I will say, yes, I agree. They're they're a uh, potential for an upset. <clears throat> However, you still look at this Chargers offense; it's starting to click. Austin Eckler and Sony Michelle, kind of a nice one-two punch. I think they've done well with that. Gerald Everett stepping up, and everyone, you know, Mike Williams is great, but Joshua Palmer is is turning into a big target for the Chargers. And then, of course, this has all been without Keenan Allen, so you bring him back. Uh, I, I will say this about Justin Herbert. He has the most 300-plus yards in the first three seasons of a quarterback's career. He's also 500 on his career. In NFL history, he has the most 300-plus yards. So, you know, there's a lot, of, a, a lot of negative we could say, but we're through six games. He has 12 uh-huh. more games to add to that tally. So he, he has a lot. He is 500 on his career. How is this guy 500 on his career? He is the definition of like, like when the lights are the brightest, this man folds. He's Philip Rivers. I, I <laughs> what did I say? What did I say? I said, did yeah. I not say this? Did I not say this? We can go back to that one. Yeah, find the clip. Yeah, he's he's Philip Rivers. All I right, have to find that fucking. <laughs> I was was I not right? <laughs> Moving on to the Chiefs and the 49ers. Another interesting one. This is probably a pretty quick one again. Chiefs. Chiefs. <laughs> Chiefs. Enough said. All right. Uh, moving on to the Steelers and the Dolphins. Chiefs. Uh, Steelers and Dolphins. I got Steelers. Who was back? I'm taking the Dolphins. I don't – insert quarterback for the Steelers? No. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I think Tua – um, is gonna come back and he's gonna come back play better. And, and wait, two, two, is, two is two is back. back. Two yes, is back, he is. Baby. That's I. That's what factored into my decision. And I think that him being back is that difference maker. Who do you have at quarterback for the Steelers? You got Kenny Pickett. I think Trubisky. I, don't. I think now. it's Trubisky. No, it's as far I'm reading right now, and I think Pickett. Uh, it doesn't matter to today. me. Yeah, it does. Way. It does not matter. He was to full me. participant today, so Pickett's probably gonna start because he was full participant even with his concussion questionable. You could put pretty much anybody at quarterback right there, and I, I still would pick the Dolphins. I, I think I just think Steelers' defense is good. I mean, yeah, they they got shit on by the Bills, but the Bills are the fucking Bills at the end of the day. I think with the absence of T.J. Watt, no, I think yeah. that was the difference maker. Once he was out, they're not the same defense. High Smith does lead the league in sacks, though. Like the opposite, the opposite end of T.J. Watt is leading the league in sacks, and. TJ Watt obviously is a big factor, but that guy's going crazy now that TJ Watt's not there. I just I, and you still got uh, yeah, uh, it's not. It's not, especially since you can't put up the points to combat that offense for the Dolphins. So that, that's not I, that. I, I don't know what's up with Najee Harris. He's been so fucking bad this year. And last year he had a really good year, but this year he's just dis- depleted. 
you know, I think just the deep ball threat with Tua being back. I mean, you look at the games they've lost. They were 3-0, and then Tua went down. <clears throat> they've lost the last three. So um, I absolutely see them being able to come out and win here and get one closer to nine wins. We all know what happens at nine wins, right, Earl? We all know. I'd rather do the one-chip challenge at this point because you've been befuddling your freaking bets. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so we're going to move on to the game we've all been waiting for. The Patriots and the Bears. Are we really going to discuss this one? Do we think Justin Fields is really anything semblance of a quarterback? Like, there's been times I watched the game against the Commanders. He could have taken the underneath route for the first down. He could have done a touch pass to the tight end that's going into the end zone. I Like, I swear to God, if I have to watch another game of this man play, which the only reason I'm going to watch him play is because he's playing our Pats. It's going to be a fucking blowout. It, and I don't think it's going to be close. If it somehow is, it I, I'd be very surprised. I think they're going to win by like 30 points. It's going to be really bad. Especially since the Bears defense is, they're decent. I just think that you look at the Bears offense, like Justin Fields looks like a deer in headlights. He, he really does. And his decision making, like I said, he could take the underneath route, but he's throwing home run balls, and it's just not working out for him. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I just don't think, even if Justin Fields is, even if he's not as bad as he's making the stats right now, I just don't think he has the opportunity to show off his skill at all. So regardless of whether you think he's good or bad, underrated or overrated, he's, he doesn't have the old line, he doesn't have the talent. Uh, he doesn't have the time. Definitely overrated, the though, right? He's yeah, definitely yeah. he's come on man like there's some his decision making shot like yeah. his he's right now like I the only reason I give Mac Jones a pass is because of the fact that he had such a great rookie season but there's both of their decision making right now seemingly seemingly in the same fucking space yeah I'd agree with you there uh, I got the Patriots obviously I think it's gonna be a an ugly game for the Bears Patriots are gonna put up some points. Uh, I'll even go as far as to say the Bears don't score a single fucking point. I don't think that's a cold take. I think or a hot take or any kind of take that that could realistically happen. Now look what they're doing against teams that have better offenses. And I don't think that the Bears offense is that bad. I just think that his decision making is just that even much worse. I think we'll get some picks. It'll be good turnover to defense. I, bet. I say about three oh. interceptions. Justin Fields going to throw about three. Probably get benched in the third quarter. Midway through the third. The uh, Patriots are seventh lowest in points per game allowed, and they're third in total takeaways. And that's they've been moving up in total takeaways. Judon is going to have a fucking field day. Judon and Dietrich Wise are going to put this man on his ass consistently. Watch. Yeah, and and we don't even like we could talk about how the Patriots have a really nice balanced offense going right now. You know, Zappi was twenty four for thirty four, three hundred nine yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Um, he, he made some mistakes, made some throws that weren't great, but a solid game. And then you look at Stevenson, rushed 19 times for 76 yards and another two touchdowns. So we're showing that the Patriots can play uh, a balanced offense. While we're here, and what do you think about Zappi? I don't think he's a starter yet. I think he's he's good-looking quarterback. He might be our starter next year, but this year I think when Matt gets back and he's healthy, he's going to be Leash has to be short as hell right now. 
I, I if if you it, when you watched the podcast yesterday, I said I said the leash is going to be short on Mac Jones. Nick didn't agree with me, but I was like, I don't know how you don't agree with him. Like, okay, so here's my thing. I'll do this real quick. Yeah, like we're going. He's going against lesser opponents, but the decision making is just blatantly awful. His ability to move up in the pocket. His ability. He looks poised. I don't care who you go against. If your decision making shot, that that's just that's really something to be a glaring thing. And I didn't see that as much last year. I feel like he's yeah. regressed in his decision making. So Bailey Zappi might have been the kick in the pants that Mac Jones needs to really come back and play better football you know because he went into if you look at he went into last year probably not even thinking he'd be the starter he had to fight to to take cam newton's spot as the starter he went into this year oh he's guaranteed starter it's mac jones he's our guy moving forward and And i feel like what you got hoyer qb2 hoyer's not yeah and nobody thought some kid like yeah that's what he's thinking people didn't think zappy was gonna do what he's doing and i will say this he's that kid's he's special his ball placement Look, that Aguilar interception should never happen. He should have realistically yeah. four touchdowns, zero interceptions. He looks special. And I get it, it's against lesser opponents, but ball placement, ability. Look at how many times he avoided the rush. There was one distinct play where, like, the guy was literally right on his heels. He steps up into the pocket, throws the ball to, I can't remember what it was, but it was just like, oh my God, I haven't seen that in a while. And I didn't even see that from Mac. Um, Mac, I said Mac looked yesterday. like a deer in headlights. I said this yesterday as well. I said that Zappi has balls because he throws it to Parker in one-on-one coverage, who's our best receiver, who's a type of receiver. You could call him a Walmart Randy Moss if you want. Toss it up to him. He'll jump up and get it. Or he'll try to get it. But he's most likely going to get it. He's a big physical receiver. Matt throws it to Parker in double, triple coverage. Or like just like, oh, okay, my underneath route's is taken away let me just throw it up parker yeah. somewhere that's not how you do one-on-one you do one-on-one patriots did it with josh gordon when they had him for that few games in uh 2017 2016 and they did it with randy moss all the time and it worked and now it's working again because zappy has the balls to do it he goes through every progression it's not always what i noticed from mac jones is always underneath route the flat Underneath route, the not even it doesn't even look like that now. It does not even look okay. So let me preface this: I'm going with Mac right now until proven otherwise. However, he is like on an inch of a leash, and the reason I say an inch is because like there there are some intangibles that I see from Zappy, and I get it. It's a two game we're going based off of, but what I see, I I like. And I'll 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 go on that one that Rob just said, and I'll say this. I said, again, quoting yesterday, Bill Belichick only cares about the win. It's next man up for him. If you're not doing your job or you're doing a bad job, I will replace you. He is not afraid to replace you. I had people coming in my DMs telling me, no, they won't replace. You don't know Belichick then. Because Drew Bledsoe was a top five quarterback, $100 million quarterback who had gone to the Super Bowl two years prior with Bill Parcells. So he will replace you at the drop of a hat. You know what's even funny? Going into the Super Bowl, Drew Bledsoe played in the in the Steelers game in the AFC Championship in which Brady was injured. Lo and behold, the Super Bowl, guess who he benched? He benched Drew Bledsoe for Tom Brady. So and don't tell me he won't do that. So I mean, he almost, he you can't convince me he didn't push Brady out. Well, I was just yeah. going to say, yeah, he, yeah, he I was going to say did. that same thing, Elliot. He almost put Garoppolo in over Brady 
Um, he wanted and, to, I think. It was just yeah. Kraft forced him. And then he ended up forcing Brady out anyway. Yeah. And I will go as far as to say that if Zappi wins on Monday, which he is going to win on Monday. I, I won't go that if, far. I won't go that far. If No, no, I'm not saying if he wins, he's going to take the job. I'm saying if he wins and Zappi is 3-0, the offense is playing better, and Mac comes back and the offense is regressing and they lose, Bill's going to make the switch. 100% Bill's going to make the switch. I think it gives us a little more time than that, but we'll see. Maybe a oh. week or two, because coming back from an injury is always tough, but I, I two weeks of Mac being back, if you go 0-2 and, and that offense is not performing how it is now, he's making that switch. Well, we I need think to it see would... more of Bailey Zappi, and we're going to get to see him on Monday. So we're going to we're gonna have more to go on next week. But that wraps up our time here on the House Call Podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Make sure to check out, if you have not already, we have a YouTube, we have a Spotify, we have a Twitter, Instagram, Help them out, guys. Help them out. I almost said Tinder. We do not have a Tinder. Unless you want it. Not yet. We got Instagram. Thomas will be our spokesperson for that. So, yeah, just swipe right on the House Call podcast anywhere that you're able to. We We'll see you next week, and Brandon will be be back uh, doing his thing. So this is the House Call Podcast signing off. Let's go! going to go off. It's the Lions. <laughs> yeah, that defense is not good in Detroit. But the real question here is, so we saw all the, all the, the hype around Cooper Rush.